Hey everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Hello, sir. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I am well. How are you? I'm good. 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 I'm glad we are both well. Yes. Everything's great. <laughs> we don't really have any fun no. stories to start the show off. No. Because no. we're recording this one right after the last one. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about this on the last episode, so if you skip that episode, here's a quick recap for you. It's Christmas time. It's holiday time. Everybody's really busy. So we recorded a bunch of episodes at once with the hope of being able to pad out episodes weekly for you every week even during the christmas holidays and this will be one of those episodes yes so we will have no new baby news for you because nothing has changed <laughs> in the last five minutes in the last <laughs> few minutes. so this this case what we wanted to do with we had a couple topics that we we kind of threw around as just kind of like evergreen topics where it's like we can talk about this at any time that we want and it's not really going to affect anything by you know when it is that we are working or you know, talking about these things. Nothing is date affected, time affected, that kind of thing. That's right. So today we're going to focus less on the dad part of the show and more on the nerd part of the show. And we're going to talk about projects. Projects, Mike. Now, but this is like a wishful thinking projects kind of thing. This isn't like, here's the stuff that I want to do in the next, like, this is the stuff where it's like, you know... You save a billionaire's life from he, you know, from he almost gets hit by a car. You push him out of the way. Oh, how can I repay you? Here's a blank check. What do you do with that money? This is this is what oh, we're that's doing. that episode. We're having fun. We're gonna money is no object. Everything that you want to do in a project that's just like man, if I had money, I would do this. We're gonna talk about that yes. kind of stuff. It's gonna be exciting. Yes, it's gonna be exciting because there's a lot of like nerdy stuff that i'm just like i would want oh, i want to do this and i want to do this and now we can talk about yeah that oh i have my lottery plan in place so this is <laughs> more or less that lottery plan okay well, yeah. is, well is your stuff more renovating or more like it's, just it's a combination of everything like i don't even know how we want to want to do this okay well I, i'm sure we both have multiple what, projects what do we want to talk we want to talk like house first or do we want to talk things within the house first i mean we can talk about things in the house okay well, let's let's talk about our our, our primary nerd rooms, our, right. our offices. Like, yes. what what is your plan for the office? I mean, when it comes to the this this little setup right here that we have, I would just love to streamline the crap out of this, yeah, and make it as 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 nice and as unobtrusive as possible. Because right now we have a really like rough setup. Where it's like, okay, we have the two mics, we have the the mixing board, and there are cords every which way. <laughs> yes. So what I'd love to do is to kind of have this all cleaned up, and in a way that it's done like cords are hidden, and or maybe you know mics on arms, you know that fancy thing where you can just move the arm mics. Yeah, that'd and be real nice. Store them away in a lot nicer way than just like a pile of of microphone stand and cords everywhere. That would be phenomenal and at the same time i have this nice fancy cintiq monitor here in front of me that i would also love to put on a nice arm so that it would be and what is a cintiq monitor Mike? cintiq monitor is like a tablet monitor so it's like i can draw on it 
It's it's what I would I used to use when I did my webcomic. Right. So that's uh, it's a very very fancy monitor that you can use. Like Photoshop professionals use it. And so so would you not want to buy like one of those Microsoft Surface? I don't know. I think oh, they're just yeah. called the Surfaces. The now. Surface. They're like the Surface the, the Studio. Version. Surface Studio. That's what yeah. It is. Like I think it's got like what a thirty-two inch screen and yeah. it's meant for artists more or less. Yeah. Would, you, mean, would you would you pop on that the thing is is if if that was the case i would have to toss all of this stuff well, yeah but mike you have i mean a, you yeah have unlimited this money. is unlimited checkbook you have unlimited, here, yeah. we're not renovating well we were sorry we're not updating this is true we are just burning it to the ground and the, rebuilding i would i mean i've looked into those those things are fancy they're not cheap no. but again money is no object in this this episode uh i, I think that you know it would be fantastic but I'm I'm very used to the setup that I have with a lot of monitors and a lot of, you know, a lot of space all spread out. Sure. But the Surface Studio, from what I understand, doesn't really allow for that. Like you can put extra stuff on it. Like I could get a mixing board plugged into it and probably record. But it's, but it's primarily like a one it's, screen. Yeah, it's a one yeah. screen affair. Like right now, I mean, we're sitting at an L-shaped desk where you're sitting at one end, and in front of me, I have a screen that has the timer that we use to time the show out with, the script that I read at the top and the bottom of the show, and it also has the recording running so that I can see that, you know, we're not wasting our time by accidentally, you know, doing whatever. But at the same time, there's also other monitors to my side that I can look at and I can pull up information on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when it would come to the Surface, the Surface Wow, I would studio. studio. There we were you just go. talking there about it. How did I forget what it's called? The studio. Then uh, that it's it's just the one screen, and as far as I know, you can't really add other screens to it. And, and you wouldn't be comfortable having like a multiple device room then. So you wouldn't like you know you'd have like your studio in the drawing corner of the office mm-hmm. and then have like another desktop machine with three monitors or whatever if in I the had, other corner. If I had the space. Then yeah, like I would, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Right, but I mean, for now, for now, for now, you'd rather have kind of a one one device powers everything sort of deal. Yeah, and another thing that I would do to this office because this is where we record the podcast. I the sound quality in here is pretty good, shockingly, <laughs> but it could be better. Yeah, like right now the wives are outside talking and you can hear it perfectly. I would soundproof the shit out of this room. Yeah. You know, like, and I've looked into buying, you know, those honeycomb things that you, you stick on the wall to, 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 to downgrade the sound and the echo and stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff that I could do even simply like you guys can't see it. Obviously it is a podcast. We are surrounded by shelves that are covered in books and they're covered in action figures and dolls and statues and all sorts of stuff. But what I could do is they, you get like, a moving blanket like a canvas blanket and put it on the front of the cases like on the front of the bookcases and it would muffle all of the sound that would be bouncing off of those so that would even more be even more soundproofing done to this room just just even that small project of adding those blankets to the front of those when we record would right. just make the sound even better in here but and at the same time it would cut out the crap like everybody else in the next room <laughs> yeah. that would be fantastic that's the kind of stuff that I would do. I probably also, if money was no object, I'd have probably, like, these are nice mics, but they could have fancier mics. Oh, yeah, 100%. And a fancier mixing board. And That's that right. I mean, these stuff. are sure 57s. I'm mm. sure there's some nicer <laughs> condenser mics. <out> probably. <laughs> get the nice, the ones with, like, the cage on them, you know? Like, yeah, or what's that? The, the uh, yeah, the anti-vibration yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Because every so often you hear in a podcast, uh, it's just me, like, 
talking with my hands and hitting yeah, the pop filter. Punch it. Yeah. So yeah, no, the anti-vibration stuff would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. But that's yeah, that's what I would do with my my office was to pimp that out. Also, I'd probably buy a computer that runs better. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like the Pentium Four is not good enough for no, you. Anymore? No, no, it's, it's running a little slow. Yeah. But you, you were a big PC guy. Yes. I can't imagine oh, I what, would, all the things you would do I to would your PC. Nerd the shit out of my office. That's for sure. Well, tell me. Tell I, me. I would what. definitely. You know, I, I I may not even stop at one computer. I might have oh, multiple computers. I, I might have one for each thing, like one specifically for gaming, one specifically for sort of workstation kind of work. Right, right. Maybe. I could have one for, for both. I'm not too sure. I would definitely go with a couple huge monitors. Mm-hmm. I think I'd go for like some, you know, a, a 27 or a 30-inch monitor. I'd, I don't think I'd want a huge one. Right. But so my kind of always my like dream setup was like two, let's say two 27s right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And then above it would be like a television. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, I guess two 27s, it'd probably be like a 40 inch TV, mm-hmm. 40 or 50 inch TV. That, that way, you, that small. way you could, ha- yeah, it's not small, but yeah. you could, that way if that's your a hundred percent, I'm watching a video or whatever. Let me lean back on my, right. on my back and, and look up at it. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do that. I would do smart lights all over the room for sure. <laughs> and, I, and I don't just mean like, like the, the fancy LEDs behind the monitor. Yeah, that's right. Stuff. I don't just mean the ceiling light. Mm-hmm. I mean like LEDs built into the desk kind of thing yep. that would change color based on what's on the screen. Have you oh, seen yeah, that Yeah, yeah, I've seen that That stuff. is awesome. That stuff is fancy. It is so awesome. I would definitely do that. I'd have a little corner for like all the video and photo stuff I like doing. Mm-hmm. So I'd upgrade my camera for sure. Right. I'd, I'd get the super expensive camera that there's <laughs> not a chance in hell I'd buy today. <laughs> uh, lenses, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think I would just, I just flat out nerd it out. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. When you would make it gaming centric, would you like just, I'm just trying to think of what kind of things you could do to it. Like I, I'm not the gaming PC guy. Right. I don't know the kind of stuff. That oh, you, you're talking like what would like, go in the computer? Yeah. Like what kind of upgrades would you make? Oh wow, yeah, everything. It'd just be across the board, right? Yeah. So I'd get like uh, you know probably multiple graphics cards, right? You know, and the new ones. I, I don't know how nerdy exactly you want me to get here, but like the GTX two twenty eighties or two eighties, whatever you want they call them now. Wow, you're getting pretty nerdy. Yeah, I get two <laughs> of those. I'd get the i seven ninety nine something i think it's 9900k or whatever the mm-hmm. the newest one is oh yeah it, the, the thing would be loaded and then i'd also i'd also get like a, a dedicated nas device so what the hell is a yeah NAS that's device? so i figured you would ask that so you know like you have an external hard drive right yes I, you, I have this computer has three plugged into it yeah which is probably that's bad. kind of insane that's kind <laughs> of insane mike yeah the the, the the it in me just sort of cringed at that a i have bit. one that is a, it's a it's an external hard drive from when i lived at home yeah so i it was the first external hard drive i ever had it's not fancy yeah. it's i don't remember the size on it but it's not big and then I have an enclosure that has my old computer's hard drive in it from when it died. Right, okay. And then I have, like, um, a, I think it's a Seagate, like a nice fancy Seagate one that's the backup. So it backs up everything. So how many, how many terabytes do you have on How there? many terabytes? Or, or are you at terabytes yet? Uh, you've, you've got to be. I think I'm at one or two. Because like, mm. the, the old hard drive was like 700 gigs. And then the other one is like 200. Oh, yeah, 750. Yeah. yeah, and then the other one is like 200 gigs. 
and then the other one is a terabyte or oh, two so terabytes. Kind of between everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So everything is kind of you know. Again, like I said, the first one was very old, and okay. then the next one was like kind of mid range, and then and then the next one is like a, a more newer one. So that I have the one that is only the only purpose it serves is to back up because I have a lot of from art stuff that I've done, like a lot of uh, my web comic, all the files that go into making the comic and right. that stuff, and a lot of audio stuff, kind of like this. Yeah. So it, that is only for that so it just backs it up i never do anything else with it but then there's the 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 hard drive which is my old hard drive which i really could probably do something with now yeah because i mean the whole point was to move everything i moved everything off of it onto this one so the the computer itself has everything that's on that hard drive on it (laughs) so well so okay so so let me let me yes i'm gonna teach you something okay so this is me putting my it hat on because A lot of my my computer nerd stuff is I'm going to just take enterprise grade gear right. and just ram it in my house okay. because I don't I want 100% uptime for everything. <laughs> but but the way if you want to make yourself a super fast computer, mm-hmm. what you should really do, really do is have three hard drives. Okay. So you have one hard drive that's solely dedicated for the operating system. I have that on this computer. Yep. Then you have one hard drive that is solely dedicated for your applications. I th- think that's what's happening on this computer yeah and generally generally the hard drive one is you know it, you if we're really nerding it up it's an nvme hard drive okay okay so that is the fastest hard drive that exists in the world so as an example uh, i'm kind of making up these numbers but the read write speeds are somewhere in the ballpark of like five to six thousand megabits a second of course. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's go the other way. You know the classic like disk hard drives yeah, that have yeah. been around for a million years yeah. now. Those things write at about 50. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, And okay. then SSD hard drives, which are kind of the equivalent yep. of like a flash drive. I know drive. what an SSD hard drive yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So those ones write at about 550. Mm-hmm. And then these NVMe ones write at about 5,000. Okay. Okay. So you can- Yes, I get it now. I mean, I'm on okay. the same So page. Your, your OS one is that one. Your your application one is on the SSD. And then, I mean, if we have unlimited money, I'm not going to bother putting in a slow drive on my computer, but <laughs> yes. most of the time you put all your like stationary data on the slow drive. Right. Okay. So because you don't need to access your pictures at lightning speed, right. you know, you just a good old fashioned hard drive is going to do it. Mm-hmm. So you'd have that. And then if you're going to do a proper backup, Mike, you get backed up in three locations. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first backup is just literally the files on your computer. Mm -hmm. The second backup is usually like an external hard drive. And the third backup is another external hard drive or cloud storage, just something that is stored outside of your house. Mm -hmm. Logic being is if your house burns down, it's okay. You lost back or backup one, backup two, but backup three is fine. Yeah. Okay, so what a what a NAS is is it's a we're going to call it a computer that is solely dedicated to backing up data and storing data. Okay. All right. So I would I would have a NAS that would be a, a rated NAS. So that's two hard drives that would mirror each other. Right. So if one hard drive fails, then you're okay because it's still on the other hard drive. I'd have one of those in the corner backing up literally every computer in my house and every phone in my house and all my pictures, all my videos, probably my parents' stuff too. <laughs> I'd have all that stuff. And then I'd put one in my parents' house because that could be my third backup. No, oh, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. There's a lesson for you. That's, Back up your stuff three times. That's horrifying. Yeah. 
Actually, you know, it's funny because you were talking about you this. You should. You should back it up three times. I External should. hard drives don't last forever, everybody. Yeah. Well, oh, God, I had a heart attack the other day. Is Again, I was talking about how the fact that I have I have a lot of graphics files on my computer yep. that get backed up because of the comics I used to do. Well, the f- one section of the comics that I did, I did them on, on the cloud. So all of the files for it are... Cloud is usually a good choice. Yeah, because at the time, I was working back and forth between my Surface tablet and my Cintiq monitor. So jumping back and forth, it was easier to just have everything on the cloud. And instead of like, oh, no, I'm going to transfer it, blah, 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 blah. You know? Yep. What ended up happening was I was looking on the the cloud one day. Because, again, my webcomic is done. I haven't looked at it in a while. And I went to go look at one of the files because I was checking something out. And they weren't there. And, and I was like, is there, is there a worse feeling in the world? No, there was not. There was not. And it was like, did I delete these by, by accident? And if, if, if that's the case, then they're just gone because they, they, I don't have the physical backup on the computer. I put them all in the cloud because it was easy to access them. And sure enough, it turned out that uh, the, at some point, the folder had been dragged into another folder. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah. but that moment of like, oh my god, it's sheer I've, panic. Right? I've deleted like the last like fifty pages of my comic. Like that's. See, would it be great if you had like a NAS in the corner? Just yes, always backing just up your backing data. Everything up. <laughs> that would have been beautiful. Yeah, maybe I'll look into it when yeah, money that, is no. They're actually they're actually not that expensive. Oh, to, that's good. To be, I have I have one now, but it's just a little one. It's like three or four terabytes. Right. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so that's 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 up, upgrading your your computer workspace. Yes. Area. What about like techie house project stuff? Techie house projects, one hundred. Uh, 200% I would be putting solar panels on the roof. Yes. I'd solar panels on the roof and I'd put um, the, like the battery backup systems yep. to power the house mm-hmm. like in the garage or in the backyard or wherever they have to go. Yep. Because I would not that I want to be like off the grid like some sort of fucking woodsman or whatever. <laughs> right. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to swear but bleeps. Yeah. Bleep it. Yeah. Editing. But yeah because I just I like the idea of clean energy and not having to rely. I mean, we're we're lucky that most of our energy is hydro, which is renewable anyway. Yeah. But you know, I would like to produce my own power and, and kind of manage that stuff that way, and not be dependent on the grid and everything right. like that. That would definitely be as far as like just pure house goes. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And then I would also kind of take my smart home obsession to the next level. And every room would have smart switches and, and right. that kind of stuff in it. Right. And then you know, in addition to having proper networking gear and like my computer addiction as well so mm-hmm. what about I, you i would follow along the, those basic lines i would love to do the solar panel stuff too and actually what i saw I, there was a series do you know the verge yes the verge did a whole series about the house the smart house of the future and they did like it was with one of the guys from like MythBusters. Not like one of the two main guys, but one of the side guys. Oh, one of the three. Probably Grant. Yes, I think it was Grant, yeah. yeah. So what they did was they they took this house and they completely pimped it out in, in as much smart things as you could have. And there was like, um, uh, they had like an iPad that was, the only purpose of this iPad was to be the thing in charge of the house. Yeah. And you you could turn, it would, you, you click a button to be like, I want to play games and it would turn on your TV and it would turn on your PlayStation, it would turn on your speakers, it would turn on, you know, all, all of that stuff. But that's not what I was, what I wanted to talk about in that they had the house supported by solar panels. Yep. And how they did it was they had an outdoor carport that has, uh, that was just like wooden slats. Okay. And 
they used the solar panels as the roof of the carport. Oh, that's pretty cool. So there's no shingles at all then. Yeah. It was literally just straight roof. It was just, the roof was the normal roof, and yeah. then there was the, the solar panels went over over the, the carport on the driveway. Yeah. And I'm like, that's beautiful, Like, because they just did, they just had a wooden carport. And and all I could think of, because it looks like it, the the way the wood was shaped and everything, it's like your backyard, like your deck. like the. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so the overhang, it was yeah. that overhang. And I was like, my backyard has nothing. Like, I don't have a good... I have a, one umbrella that I can stick outside <laughs> for any sort of coverage and, in my backyard. And it would be beautiful to have an overhang like that and the solar panels as... At, like like they had it for the carport, but have it as the that's roof. Such a good idea. Of the it deck. is a great idea. And and that's so that's what how I would want to do the solar panels instead of on the roof because that it's a great like that backyard gets so much sun it would have been a perfect spot. Yeah. For well, actually, I mean, this is all a little off topic, but I like that a lot of my grocery stores and stuff are starting to do that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Costco's in their parking lots will throw up, basically just like sun shelters but yeah. it's a hundred percent solar panels like it's yeah. such, a, such a great idea yeah really yeah and uh, i remember that thing a few years ago and it was like solar roadways do you remember that video yeah that I remember that, yeah. yeah i thought that was a great idea but apparently it was not very practical <laughs> but the other thing that i would do the other house project because i mean i would love to do smart home stuff too and I, we kind of went into detail about my yeah. my smart but if, home but of course you would, you would gut your house oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely but the other main thing I would do to my house is obviously we talk a lot about games and I'm like a, I'm a big retro gamer. Yes. I have a large collection of older games and it hurts me physically that I can't play my old games from like 1980s, 1990s, early 2000s in HD you know, okay. yeah. everything is is composite cables and all this crap. I would go absolutely crazy and and get all of the stuff that I need to bring everything up to the best possible picture that I could. There's actually a, a YouTube series that I watch called My Life in Gaming, which is for somebody who is super into retro gaming but has no money to do anything. It's something that it's just it hurts to watch. To watch these guys be like, "Oh, we checked we checked out uh, the Framemeister, which which you can convert component video cables with uh, with into RGB and, and and blah 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 blah, and you'll get the best picture possible for your Sega Saturn." And I'm like, "This is great. How much does a Framemeister cost?" Oh, the Framemeister costs like three hundred pounds. <laughs> like because that's the only also, place it's dirt cheap yeah dirt the only cheap. place i can find it is in like pounds right so who how how expensive is that in u.s dollars canadian dollars right like yeah who, like it's got to be substantial well pounds are more or less exactly the same as u.s dollars right now right now so yeah. it'd be what like 400 bucks yeah about yeah. 400 dollars canadian crazy but that was something i would the Framemeister is the kind of thing that I would do. I've been, I've actually been looking into stuff like this, and then, you know, composite cables or versus component cables. It gets so crazy. Like, there's all this stuff where they're talking about, like, oh, if you want to use RGB cables, make sure that you're using C-Sync cables and not uh, this kind of sync cables because the the picture can really change depending on that. It, it gets crazy technical right some of the stuff that you need to do to get the best possible picture with some of this stuff and and i would just love to do that because i have a very nice hd tv that would be wonderful to to play all of my old games on in high definition but there are a lot of people who still say that the best way to experience all of these old games is on crt televisions which is the way you know how they were originally designed to appear 
and I saw this guy. He posted on Reddit. I think it was I saw it on Reddit. His his solution for how he played old school games and new school games on the same from the same section of his house, and and was able to switch between them and and have the best possible picture. And what he had, and I, I saw this, and I was like, oh, I want that. I want that so bad. But again, blah, 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 right, money, right. money, money, money. He had the HD TV hanging on a track. Oh, and then, nice. And then yeah. you move the HD TV out of the way and behind it embedded in the wall is a large size CRT TV and right. it's embedded in the wall. And then behind that, like is a small room Like it was like the laundry room or something and you go into it and there's like this rat's nest of cables. Yeah. But like it was all out front, like absolutely beautiful and, and crystal clean. It was just, oh, that, that's what I was going to say when you were bringing it up. It's like, I'm surprised you wouldn't opt for, for like CRT. an actual CRT monitor for that authenticity. Yeah, I, I, I thought about it, too. It's just, it's just that, you know, how do you... Well, they're hard ha- to find now. They are, but it, how do you justify having TV after TV after TV, especially like two TVs sitting close by each other kind of a thing? Yeah. Like, I actually had, and I could probably just go back and ask my parents for it. I know my mom uses, because I, I bought a TV, a CRTV years ago, right before like... Uh, God, what year was that? It was probably 2006. Yeah, I bought a CRTV. I can, I can see that. Yeah, mid. Buy a CRTV, but it's one of the ones that's like kind of flat. Like it's got like a flat front, but it's still a CRTV. So it's a very and it's uh, it was like a 20 inch. Like it was a very large size. It was a decent size CRTV. So I could go get that from my parents and then you know hook stuff up into that and I'll get a better picture. But like, just for convenience' sake, I would just love to just. Bam, here's my single television, and then click a button, and then whatever system I want to play on is set and good to go. Like, there's so many switches and stuff that... Because I have... I think I did the... Okay, let me name this out, and then count it out, because I don't think I've ever actually counted out how many systems I have. So I have... Going backwards from, I guess, kind of newest... What's the oldest? Oh, newest Let's go newest oldest. I have a PlayStation 4. Yeah. I have a PlayStation 3. I have a Wii. I have a PlayStation 2. I have a Dreamcast, I have a Sega Saturn, I have a Super Nintendo, I have an, uh, I guess before the Super Nintendo, I have a N64, I have a regular Nintendo, and I have a Retron 5, which plays some older consoles. It plays Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and Game Boy games. Right. Uh, But it plays them in HD, which is the entire reason I have a Retron, is so I can play those games in HD. So that's 10 consoles. 10 consoles underneath my television yeah. right now. The, it is a... I did have to go through... When we got Hudson, he went crazy in the cables behind the television. <laughs> and I spent an entire day wrapping the cables and, and getting it so that it was not a nest back there and it was just easily accessible. But yeah, somehow, all of those things, they, they all work. They all manage to... Well, that's good. Can I, like, I have enough audio, like enough spaces to, to put everything. Although, I do have a composite switcher. So I do have like one box that has on it. It has the Dreamcast, it has the Saturn, the Super Nintendo, and the N sixty four on it. Yeah. But then I have for everything else has its own specific input in the television. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I'm actually I'm I'm surprised. Well, not surprised. But I think I would take it a little bit of a different direction. I, for my my living room, or my family room, sorry, where we right. have our TV. I think I'd actually go with like a his and hers television. Right. Yeah, because one of our one of our mutual friends, who I won't say his name, but mm. they actually have this. Mm-hmm. Is 
it's kind of one TV for for him, one TV for her. Right. And the whole idea is that, you know, if they want to watch TV together, that's fine. Just pick one and, right. and watch it. But if they're playing games or something and they want to play together. Yep. They, you know, they he rolls out his PS4, she rolls out her PS4. Right. They've got the TVs in the same room, so it's not like, you know, because you guys have the two, but yep. one is one's upstairs and one's, one's down here. So you're playing together, but you're not, you know, you're not together. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I think that would be a, a good way to to handle that. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Another option that I thought of too, but then this is like, oh, you just again, this is a money is nothing. No, of kind of situation. That's the whole point. So I'm going to throw out my very nice HTV. HGTV and replace it with a projector? Why? No. But no, Mike. No. But it would just be simple, right? To have the projector for the two things, you know, like like I, I could have more than one projector and one is like, oh, it's connected to these things and one is connected to these things. I, you know, I, I get it. I, it's not I, <laughs> it's, it's not ideal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, again, if this is a case of money is... Yeah, buy is, yourself a mansion. Well, yeah, but I mean, if, <laughs> if money is is not worth anything in this situation, I'm probably going to upgrade my TV <laughs> as it is to like a 4K ridiculous thing. Yeah, put an 80-inch on one wall, an 80-inch yeah. on the other. Yeah. You guys can even play like facing each other. Yeah, let's upgrade those <laughs> uh those, those PS4s to PS4 Pros as well. we're at it. Yeah, you know? And yeah, all that kind exactly, of stuff. Exactly. Uh, Would you make any like special splurge that's not necessarily like for the house? So like mine would be I'd buy a Tesla, hundred percent. Okay, hundred um, percent. That'd be the very first thing I do, other than you know pay off my mortgage. <laughs> well, again, we're talking fun things. Yeah, here. we're yeah. not talking mortgages. The one thing that I would do for myself, because I've looked into doing this already, it's just not a cheap thing. Again, this is along the same lines of me being yeah, a oh retro yeah. video game collector, is a lot of my games are loose. And I would go through and I would find a casing storage solution for everything. Because, I mean, you know, loose games, just having a bunch of loose Super Nintendo carts, they look cool and everything. But again, that doesn't do a very good job of, like, keeping them safe and, like... You know, are you like, suggesting that my storage solution is not ideal? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, I would love to have a very. I like, I like uniformity. Yeah, in I, my I in my it. stuff. I understand. There is, there is a lot of solutions for people who have loose cases. For example. If I had kept all of the boxes from when I was a kid, but again, that's one of those things that like we were talking about on the last episode with the old, the old toys. You don't know that that's something that you're going to, you know, think is important at any point at the same time, like those boxes, those old Nintendo and Super Nintendo boxes, those increase the value of any of your retro games, like substantially. Yeah. Substantially. I found out that there's a game that I have called Monster in My Pocket. It's not a great game. It's it's an okay game. Sure. But if you have the box for that game, that game is worth two hundred dollars. How? I don't know. <laughs> and, and and I I found the instruction book for it, but like okay, <laughs> like uh, that's not worth as much because it's just the instruction book. Right. But I mean, I have my loose Nintendo carts, and I have my loose Super Nintendo carts, and and some of my my PlayStation Two games, I bought them used, and the cases are in kind of crappy condition so i would go through and i would fix everything and i've looked into all of the different options so i could there are actually websites where you can buy reproduction boxes like cardboard boxes oh okay so i could buy you know a a box that resembles the original super mario world box or or something like that the only the only catch is is they put they put repro on it somewhere 
But like, I mean, I maybe, don't care. Maybe you can pay them a little extra to not put that. Repo well, on. No, yeah, <laughs> they, 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 for whatever reason, they, they, there they must know. be some legality. There's a legal, there's yeah. a legal reason why they, they have to put the repro on the box because if people sell them, like you, you can go out and buy specifically the box on eBay and stuff for certain games. It's crazy, but I would buy, you know, just, just for my own, for my own craziness, I would buy the repro boxes just to have those there right and i've looked into it and it's like depending on the game the box can be like five dollars us to just get a copy of that box five to ten dollars per box and i have a lot of games so you know you do the math on that yeah and and that's a lot of money just right off the bat for either just even doing nintendo or super nintendo both of those collections to get those completely boxed is a lot of money the other option if you don't want to do the repo boxes you can do the universal media cases do you, do you know what those no, are? No, I have no okay, idea. Okay, so actually. when you go, remember back in the day when you'd go to like, not maybe not Blockbuster, but like, you know, Jumbo Video or something. Yeah. And you'd rent the game. They would come in these like clear oh, plastic so boxes. The Blockbuster VHS yeah, tape. Container. But it would come yeah, in that okay. kind of a case. Yeah. But it would fit a Nintendo game in it, and like you'd fit the Super Nintendo games in it. Like they'd have the teeth that yeah, hold it that's in place. Right, yeah. So Universal Media cases, you can buy these right now, and they're all over the place and and you can fit in super nintendo and sega genesis and and all of these games in them and you can actually there are websites where you can print off your own covers for these games they're usually based on the original box art and then you you know you slide them into the slip case like it's a dvd case and you put your game in there and that's a nice way to protect your games and show them off in a nice uniform looking way right but again it's not cheap to, to do it that way yeah and there's actually even another company that's called Oh, I think it's Stone Age Gamer. Is the it's the name of the website. It's a store you can buy it, and they have their own a different kind of box as well. And they're more like the you remember the old Disney VHS boxes yeah. where they're all like poofy. Yeah, and like, that's right, the squishy. They, yeah, 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 they have cases like that that you can buy, and it's the same thing where they have cases. They're they're the same they're the same cover arts that they use in the Universal Media cases. Yeah, so it's though you can print those off and slide those in, and and that protects your game as well so that's another option that i can and again those aren't cheap either but <laughs> that's another thing that i would do like and and i have so many games like i'm i've i have a collection of game boy games all of them are loose i would love to get boxes and put the yeah, game boy games in, in there yeah. and then i would because i'm even more anal about it i would go back and i would for my super or my ps2 games or my ps1 games that i bought that are used and the cases are scratched up i would find you know pristine cases for them so that they all looked really nice yeah. and the funny thing is is like you might think like oh ps ps2 games they're just dvd cases they're not they're a special kind of dvd case oh, no. they were specific <laughs> to ps2 games and you cannot just buy replacement ps2 cases you have to like find existing ps2 games that were like the, the cases are in decent shape like basically the best way like i have a game i've jaws unleashed jaws unleashed okay you even know that game sounds like a real classic it's, it's, it's <laughs> they made a grand theft auto game that's jaws okay and you're the shark and you like swim around Amity Beach and like eat people and killer whales and stuff. Right. And it's a ridiculous game. And I bought it because it's a guilty pleasure. But I bought it used from a local game shop. The the cover sleeve, like the slip itself, is in good condition. But the rest of it was crap. Like there's like cigarette burns in it. And everything. Right. Yeah. It's just so what I would do to replace that would mean I'd have to go to like a used game store and I'd have to find their like 
stack of like Madden 98s that they have that because no one cares. No one wants to buy Madden 98. Right. So they're they're selling them for like a dollar. And then I would, you know, just throw the game out. And, and, you know, you just pick the one that looks the nicest. Yeah. And then I swap Jaws keep, in. Keep the sleeve. Keep the sleeve. And I would do that. I would do that with all of those games. And there's a bunch of other, like, a lot of the newer stuff you can actually buy replacement cases on. You can buy replacement cases for PS3 and PS4 games. And I would do that with the few games. Like, perfect example is I, I have the Silent Hill collection for PS3. Okay. And when I bought that game, I bought it. And I bought it brand new. And when it came in the mail, it the case broke. Like, uh, it just got damaged and shit. Oh, okay, sure. And I would replace that case, you know? Like, I, I'd get a new case for that, just because, it's like, the game is, you know, it's in good condition. The game is fine. I got a nice discount from the store, because I was like, you broke it. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> okay, well, we'll do that. But that was, like, that was years ago yeah, that yeah. I bought that. But that's a that's a game that I've, I've, I've had for a long time That's the case is all broken, and it's just everything. I could I could go on I was forever. Say, I wonder what it'd be like just live in your head just for five minutes. Oh <laughs> man, I <laughs> go crazy just looking at your wall of stuff like that one game. <laughs> the case is broken. Okay, there are it. games. There is there are literally <laughs> games out there. I can tell you. I can tell you the names I'm of the sure games you right now. I have PlayStation Two games that the labels faded because of where we used to keep the games in, in the, the apartment or something where yeah. they kept the, where the games were in the apartment those labels faded the games that faded were silent hill 2 metal gear solid 3 subsistence and shadow of destiny those three games the the sleeves faded on them yeah and i have been looking for for actually for metal gear solid i i printed out a new sleeve for it so right. i can we can go into the next room and i can show you uh, if you pull out this game it looks like it's a brand new copy of the game right but if you if you the open dark, it up the dark and you secret sold out, <laughs> underneath is the actual sleeve that came like the actual sleeve that came when i bought it but this it's the spine has faded in the sun yeah so yeah. i got a i made a printed my own replacement for it i still have to do the same thing for silent hill and i still have to do the same thing for shadow of destiny because shadow of destiny is a weird game like it's not it's kind of it's very niche yeah yeah like it's not a very well-known game and most people know it by its japanese name shadow of memories so when you look for it you find shadow of memories more than you find shadow of destiny so finding a like an actual copy of the cover for that game is is insane like it's you just can't find a copy of the cover of that game to so i can reproduce yeah, it yeah yeah like I, I can just see you waking up, Mike, like in a cold sweat. It happens. It's like, what's man. wrong? What's wrong, dear? Oh, my. I'm just imagining my faded game box. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm definitely like that. <laughs> definitely like that. And then there's even better. Like, here's another stupid craziness. <laughs> there are video games that that they get. You know, PlayStation does this whole thing where they used to do it, and then the early games and the later games where they do greatest hits games, yes. games that sold really well. Yeah, they, 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 they re-released re them. They yeah. re-released them. And in the case of the PlayStation 1 games, if they re-released them, they re-released them with a green sleeve instead of a black sleeve. And PlayStation 1 or 2, they did a red sleeve instead of the, the black sleeve. And in PlayStation 3, the sleeve was the same, but the box is red instead of clear. Yeah. And in PS4, the box is red, and the sleeve has red on it as well. So it's like they went freaking crazy with it. On, I hate that. 
Yeah, I, I, I hate we've that talked crap. About this. We've talked. I about this want before. the original black sleeves on everything. I don't want the crazy, wacky, the neon green sleeves. Like, there's a couple games that I do have them in those those copies because, like, Resident Evil Two. Resident Evil Two is a perfect example. They re-released Resident Evil Two a second time. So the original Resident Evil 2 came out. It came out in a 2 CD, like you know those fat 2 CD yeah, cases, yeah. and I had those one of jewel those. Cases, those yeah. I had the fat jewel case. And then they re-released it when they released it on Greatest Hits and the when they re-released it, it was the Dual Shock edition because they by oh, that time so it works with yeah, the new so controller. It works yeah. with the new controller with the thumbsticks and the and the vibration. And they added a whole bunch of stuff to it. So I went out and I bought that copy and this is back in the day when i didn't really care so much about collecting so i i bought that that version of the game and i traded in my old black copy well the black copy is the one that's worth money but the the Mm. other one the only reason i still have it is because it's like well it's the better version of the game it has all of the stuff in it and like i would change that to a black copy you know (laughs) so i I have a few games like that where i would just rather have you know like Oh yeah, it's it's literally the same game. Yeah, it just has a different colored label on it. It's but that really bothers me. Yeah, personally, that's so funny. Mike. Yeah, I, I tell you, I mean, I kept a lot of my old game boxes, but yeah. I broke the box down and put it in a, like a bigger box. Yeah, so I still have the containers, but I don't have the games in them and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're in a whole separate box. The, or the games in like a one of those. Um, well, like the computer game boxes used to be like the size of a textbook, right, right? right? So I would take like the the jewel case out, put that in like a you know those old CD yeah things the CD we wall have. holders yeah. yeah. So I, the games are in that, and then I would break the box down and keep like the, the manual because the manual used to be you know had all like the lore and stuff. And yeah, yeah. So I've got a box of that in the basement, but uh, you know, yeah, some of them are faded, and it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> yep, yep. There's a couple. Okay, I can go one step further. On <laughs> step stupid. There's annoying. only so much time know, left on the podcast. I know, but, but I, I'll I'll just throw this last one at you, okay. just because I'm like, Ugh. so I have the original Tekken for PlayStation One. When PlayStation One games first came out, they came out in their own special cases that were huge. Yeah, they were like bigger than a dvd case and that's the only game throughout the entire library of the playstation one i own that has that box every other game i own has a cd jewel case right i made my own cd jewel case for tekken so that it would fit in with the other game with with this friends yeah and because i couldn't it's the only game i can't put it with the other ones yeah and so I, I did that for Tekken. Let's flash forward a few years to uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Rise of the Tomb Raider came out for PlayStation 4, and it came out in a special 20th anniversary Tomb Raider edition where the, the box is made of paper, and like it's this really nice book, and it's fantastic, but it doesn't fit. It's taller than the other... It's just slightly taller oh, than the other irritating. DVDs. That's so, so irritating. I can't store it with the other games. So it's sitting on a shelf away from the other games. And I'm like, do I just go out and get another box and then print off the cover again? And it's just so that I can have it with the other games. Because I have a... like. I got a belt sander at my house, Mike. We'll just we'll just shrink that down right. just a little bit. Right, right. But I don't. Again, we're pro- we're out of time. But I, if there was any other 
crazy this is this is the crazy stuff that, that you do that with, is with, about as much crazy as it gets yeah <laughs> you can't no, top that no one, i can i can't i i can't i would love to have a collection of games and stuff too but right i don't think i would obsess over the as the, much the as case it, or yeah. that kind of stuff yeah no it, i'm not like that with anything else just just my video games just stuff. the games it's crazy right that's funny mike yeah that's so funny and on that note <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna end things here, and I'm gonna get uh, carted off to a mental institution. <laughs> yes, you. Will. I'll just be sitting there in the rubber room, just being. There's a scratch on the case. There's a scratch on the case. That's it's, right. What, what would what would it's scar you the worst? Somebody label. breaks in and they hold like you know. Like a knife to the baby or a knife to the case. <laughs> like, what one makes you sweat a little bit more, Mike? Okay, you know what? I don't lend I don't lend games out anymore because <laughs> I lent a game to a friend and I went over to his house and he was using it as a coaster. And oh, I was, like the game, no. I, oh, like the the you just hit the game case well, and the ex friend and I'm his sure drink. Mean, yeah. Oh yeah, just like excommunicated <laughs> from my life. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to end it for this episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with all our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com <laughs> as well as on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and your favorite podcast listening service. If you were to... <laughs> if we're not where you like to listen to yet, we are working on it. And if you want to get all of us to let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong or if you're a crazy... Yeah, or if you're as insane as Mike. <laughs> <laughs> obsessive compulsive about yeah. something email us at the dads at part-time nerds full-time dads.com or you can reach us on our twitter or facebook accounts at pt nerds ft dads we'll be back next week with more nerdy dads <laughs> advice or more crazy person yeah. advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever until next week i am mike and i'm chris the normal one <laughs> and we'll talk again soon <laughs> see ya Oh, Mike, that is too funny.